Welcome to Experience Threading, the podcast, where we discuss human-centered, outcome-focused digital transformation. If you've ever wondered, how can we make it easier for people to get their work done? How can I move to the cloud and then stay in the cloud? What's the best way to handle risk in this work anywhere world? Then we invite you to listen in for the tools, techniques, and best practices you need to overcome these challenges. This shorty episode is part of a longer conversation with Matt Nixon, one of Threadfin's principal consultants. Matt, known for his expertise and experience across myriad sectors, has been in IT for more than 20 years. In this portion of our conversation, we talk about business continuity and its importance in all organizations, both big and small. Hi, I'm Sarah Keeney. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at Threadfin, and I'm here with Matt Nixon today. Matt is one of the principal consultants at Threadfin. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I know right now, one of the things that's been in the front of everybody's minds, especially in Florida in the last you know few months, um, is business continuity. And I know that's a really hot topic right now. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, we've been doing a few things to really help people with business continuity from two perspectives, right? So obviously, like we have the disaster standpoint, right? We're very cognizant of that here in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure, you know, if you just had two hurricanes come through this year, we have two hurricanes every year, it feels like, right? So from that standpoint, that's really important to us. But also from the, the standpoint of what happens if, you know, we do all, we do provide lots and lots of protection for, uh, you know, for incidences, you know, with ransomware, those sorts of things. Okay. But we want to make sure that, that that's a multifaceted approach so that if something like that occurs, that we're able to assist and provide recovery to our customers through that. So one of the big things that we've been utilizing is, is, is both be, whether it's Azure or AWS is providing disaster recovery through those services. And so we've been really, it's been really neat to be able to have a relatively low cost data center that we can turn up in both AWS or in Azure within, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of when we decide, hey, we're going to cut the switch over here and we're now going to turn up our data center in AWS or in Azure with relatively minimal business impact, right? So we go through and we'll set up all the infrastructure that's necessary ahead of time and make sure that that looks like it's supposed to. And then when an outage occurs, your data center had the roof ripped off of it in a hurricane or your, you know, whatever that scenario might be that you have ransomware on your network and you don't know what's good and what's bad, right? No idea. So at that point we can say, Hey, yeah, let's deploy the infrastructure from eight hours ago or from real time in AWS or in Azure, whatever, whichever service it is that we know we deploy it in both. And we do that cross cloud too, right? Because Azure or AWS, neither of these are at the end of the day, right? It's still somebody else's data center. There is an opportunity for the services in both of these places to have issues. And so we'll take in each scenario where we can turn up their infrastructure, either in real time, right? If it's a physical kind of issue or an outage, or we can roll back in time some, you know, five hours to days to weeks and turn back on the infrastructure as it was at this point in time. Got it. 
And so we turn that on and it then enables them to have that business continuity. And we then are able to leverage all of the security and features and functionalities that are in the cloud mm -hmm. to make sure that their infrastructure environment is safe. Mm -hmm. So this infrastructure is really protecting them if something happens, if there's some type of disaster. How do we protect them? I mean, natural disasters is one thing, but ransomware and that type of thing is happening far more frequently, I think, than people realize, right? Sure. So how do we protect for that ahead of time? Yeah, so when it comes to ransomware, right, that it it's like it really is absolutely a multifaceted approach, right? Mm -hmm. So we're making sure that user education experience is a huge factor within that, right? So right. we're making sure that their experience, the user experience is I want to say that we make it a lot harder for them to mess up. We engage in user training right. so that they are are used to knowing what those things look like. Yes. And, you know, that they're not clicking the links, right? Hopefully or we're minimizing them clicking the links. Right. And, you know, you can, again, you can only do so much in each one of these areas, right? So eventually you're trying to take it and provide secure multi-layers, multi-facets right. to, to make sure that this is the risk is minimized as possible. All that stuff behind the scenes, all the way through to the end user, having all those different like yeah. mechanisms to protect, to protect them. Yes, absolutely. So user training, making sure that safe links are enabled, that you content filtering is enabled for URLs all the way back into making sure that there are good traditional backups, mm -hmm. whether you're in the cloud or not, right? You still need that data backed up. And then all the way back to saying, hey, are we need a disaster coverage solution for when something like this occurs. Cool. So it's pretty neat. It's been neat to deploy this for some large organizations and, you know, to know that, hey, if the worst case scenario happens, that we also have a you know, nothing's perfect, right. right? There's always, if this happens, if you have a major ransomware issue, it's going to be pain and suffering, mm -hmm. right? But it's going to be pain and suffering that has an answer that we have a solution to be able to go. And it's, you know, we're not all going to be just like, like know, all is not lost. All is not lost. Right. Right. We might not be going out and, uh, for the, you know, going to dinner that night by hanging out with our friends, but we're still going to all, uh, you know, the business is still going to exist and function. Right. Business is going to continue. Everybody's still going to top their job. Jobs, yeah. We are not uh, RGE, you know, resume generating events. Right. I love that. Not a resume generating event. Everybody has their jobs. The customers are still protected and safe and those sorts of things. So yeah, yeah. very cool. It's a neat, it's a neat thing to be able to be involved in, to know that, hey, these large organizations and in small organizations too, right? They benefit like even even these hundred user hundred user or hundred employee kind of uh, shops are able to benefit from this, and they actually can benefit more because it's really low cost, mm -hmm. relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. It's really low cost, and the the complexity of building that infrastructure is way lower. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're able to deploy that much faster, and recovery is easier for them as well. So. You know, I often think, okay, these big organizations are going to be the ones that are the targets, but that's not actually the case. You mentioned smaller organizations, and I've heard stories recently where real small organizations are getting targeted and getting attacked. Are you finding the same thing? Yeah. It's amazing how much I think as, as um, artificial intelligence begins to pick up, we're going to see 
that smaller organizations are way more readily being targeted because they're more vulnerable they're well they're more vulnerable but because but they're more vulnerable but they didn't people didn't necessarily care to bother because why bother right it's a, it's a re, it's a re, effort reward ratio ah, okay right but now because with ai's i think is going to start really picking up right we're just seeing that right now in media right a lot right now that as this space becomes that as ai becomes more intelligent right it actually becomes intelligent which it's really kind of beginning to we're beginning to see that mm -hmm. um the the cost uh for these bad actors to start targeting small small organizations becomes worth it right because for them there's there's not any cost they can just deploy these ai things and then it's going to go all over the place. right yeah they're right. much 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 quicker at being able to take a, to, to find info information about a company and then tailor it so that they are directly targeted got it yeah that that's frightening isn't it it really is yeah the the concept of where we're we're you know this uh 50 60 mom and pop kind of shop 50 60 user mom and pop shop big mom and pop shop small business um will be like nobody's gonna bother with me they're looking for large companies large corporations well what happens is these guys don't realize that they actually are large organizations that have a lot of money and that they are that they can't get away with just saying, oh, we're too small to be bothered. Nobody will bother with No real bother yeah. this. I think that that's going away. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's good to know that there are solutions and cost-effective solutions and solutions that are considering the end user experience, making sure that the users can still do their jobs while protecting them all the way through, no matter what yeah. size the organization is. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, like, I don't want to say that it's, there's two ways to look at it, right? You could say, well, you being a small business is no longer an excuse for not protecting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can say it that way, but I think the better way to actually view it is that you now have it, what big organizations, what, what cloud adoption can do for a small organization now enables them to do what the quote big boys were doing before. Yeah. Right cloud if nothing else it brings big cool tool sets that used to be too expensive for smaller shops right and now brings it to them and makes it relatively affordable thanks for listening to experience threading the podcast we invite you to leave a rating and a review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast if you heard something that especially sparked your interest contact us for a deeper conversation tailored to your needs you can always find us at threadfin.com.